And I just went on fire. You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odi Mari Sodi Mari Mari Sodi Mari Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey oh, yes no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy podcast with Odie and Maurice. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Auntie Debbie. Hi, hey Vibrate Happiness. You're just in time for the start of the show. Welcome to the Black and Snurdy podcast, the only nerdy, black, sexy, nerdy podcast where two sexy nerds cover the news you could use, mental health, and a whole litany of other topics a litany live here on instagram and in podcast form if you're not on instagram live you can always download our podcast uh we're on spotify anywhere where apple Podcasts, anywhere where you can get podcasts you can find us and if you are here on instagram live welcome it is great to see you (laughs) well um you can click in our bio that's up there wherever wherever you are there in your thing, and you can click it, and you can find our uh, link to our anchor page. You can click it, click it, and stick it, or or wherever you fit in in the wide diaspora that is the human experience. Okay, let's let's talk about the human experience in a non-weird way by answering some things. Questions. Are only weird as you make it, and uh, I'm not making anything weird. All right, close your eyes and pick a card. Okay, close Each my eyes, week. pick a card. Each week we start off with a little bit of a Q&A with Odie and Maurice where we get to know the hosts a little bit better. Just a, a something fun to do to stop, start the podcast off. And Maurice interrupts me each time. Yes, I do. I do it instead of just letting me finish. My introduction is uh, more it's, innate no, at this point since I'm always the one who introduces it. No, you're, you're always the one who interrupts it. Uh, you could also interrupt, too. No, that doesn't make for good conversation. But anyway, please ask your question. It would make for good podcasting. No. What memory do you cherish? Uh, what memory do you cherish? You answer the question. You go first. Oh, I asked the question. Okay. You answer the question. Ask, you ask the question and answer it. I'll answer it. it after you answer it. I don't want to answer I asked you the question. You ask the question on plenty uh, of times see, and say it first. You see what I have to deal with? Anyhow, <laughs> just just a bunch of negativity. Negativity? Yes, negativity. Negativity? Negativity. All right. Negativity. Maybe that'll be the episode of the podcast. No, please man. never. No. Yeah, I'm going to write it down. sounds terrible. Negativity. No one's going to know what that means. Well, it's not does anybody word. know about sniffing uh, cans on panties? What? Negative. Why is that the... the title of one no. of our episodes that you told me to write down and told me if it's okay, not that, that title, then don't that make obviously it had, anything else. Had a, had it made sense for the episode? Yes, it did. Yes, it <sighs> Can did. Can you just answer the question? Fine. Uh, graduating from Howard University. That's going to be my cherished memory um, because there were a lot of factors. A uh, I didn't really have plans for a future, quite frankly. Uh, after high school, I just didn't really see myself doing anything, quite frankly. Like, I like I would have been happy just being the assistant manager at the Walmart right up the road. Like, I You're just so didn't, talented. 
okay, I just, I didn't have much drive to do shit, quite frankly. Like, and the only reason why, I told you the only reason why I even went to Howard. Uh, the Out only of spite. Yeah. Well, not spite. No, it wasn't spite. Not spite. It was like a, a one-up. No, no. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's the afterwards. Do you even know this? I do know it. It's because you're... Ben my my high school, school girl my high school girlfriend at the time was going was planning on going to Howard. The so spike. I just applied. I was like, oh, if you're going, the spike I might as came well go. afterwards because you got in because I got in, in and she did not <laughs> and she had to spend a year at BCCC Baltimore City Community College. There's in nothing order. wrong. There's with being nothing at wrong with community college. college. There is a great way. But there's something stone. very delicious about somebody who's been cheating on you the entire time. <laughs> Not getting, being denied the thing that they wanted so yeah. much. So that's why I always connected with Spike. Yes. So but, there we go. Okay. My cherished memory. Um, did, am I? Well. Yeah. Memory that you, it, it actually says the memory. What memory do you cherish? It, it doesn't have to be your most cherished memory. Okay. Well, cause you said in Howard graduation and now I want to say Howard graduation. Cause you, I feel like can. that was, you can have multiple. That was cherished a memories. very cherished time mm-hmm. for me. One, because getting through that, uh, gauntlet that is Howard university, yes. uh, school of communications just <laughs> felt like every day I was being trolled and pranked and not necessarily, in bad ways, there was just a, there were certain, there was high expectations mm-hmm. coupled with like my trauma that I didn't realize, coupled with my undiagnosed ADHD, which sometimes made being in college a very difficult experience. Mm-hmm. But one, I mean, I think that sometimes I treasure graduating even more so because a lot of times, like when I'm in my ADHD support groups and I hear all these, these people talk about how it was impossible for them to graduate college and make it through like high school because of their ADHD. And I feel like, like even though I had struggles um, and things that weren't, didn't feel the greatest at school, yeah. I, I'm like, I graduated and co- graduating college is a very big accomplishment. Doesn't yes, it matter is. what college you went to, if you were there for if it was a community college, if you were there went to a four year an Ivy League, whatever the case may be, if you went through college and you were able to graduate, that is amazing and you should always big yourself up because those are the most stressful years of your life because hi mom. Hello. Um everyone tells you that if you don't um, if you don't graduate college, you're going to amount to nothing. You're not going to be able to do anything with your life, blah, 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 blah. And so there's so much pressure, not taking out any pressure you might be getting from like your community and everyone else around you, because whether you're the first person in your family to go to college or everybody in your family is going to college, there is a, a certain expectation that you're going to go there. You're going to do well and you're going to become like the president. So um, I I'm just grateful that I was able to graduate from Howard. That I was able to make a lot of amazing connections with the people from there. And not only did I graduate, but I also was very involved. Yeah, you were. You not only did you graduate, and not only were you very involved, but like you knew almost everybody. Which again <laughs> is it's extremely jarring. <laughs> 
to go back to Howard Homecoming, see you, knowing every single person in the world, like, we couldn't go five feet without you seeing and saying, oh my God, I remember you, hi! And meanwhile, this entire four-year, five-year experience for me, I never saw you on campus, I never yeah. saw you in school, I never saw you anywhere, like, we didn't meet until we got to New York, like, that, that, and then was like, wait, you were in Howard? I was at Howard. You were school C. I was a school C. I don't C. know how what? it happened. You know, you know Mariama. I know Mariama. <laughs> what? That, that, Mari and James. Shout out to Mari and James. Shout out to Mari and James. Game night was really fun. Game night was very fun. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, just seeing you being like a, a social butterfly <laughs> flitzing around, <laughs> knowing everybody. You're, you're, you're. I can't think of a great analogy because the first thing that came up uh, in my head was a social cucumber, and I don't think a that's social a social cucumber. I don't think that are delicious. I, they they are well, they don't taste like anything. No, well, they could become pickles. Yeah, that has nothing to do. My analogy it fell apart. That's why I didn't want to say it. That's why I didn't want to say that analogy in my head. Um. Okay. And so <laughs> very social. Very social. I, well, you know what? I've always been a joiner. You know where you got it from now. Yes, both of my parents are very social butterflies. Yeah, they know everybody. I met both I of your parents. Like, they are very social. Uh, my family in general are very. Um, they are. They are very like. Loud, boisterous, mm -hmm. social people. Yes, they are. Um, a lot of them, I think, are are more so intro. Like they're ambiverts. I don't think that a lot of them are actually extroverts. But when they're in front of people, somehow just like. The or there, there is it that your family is like uh, extroverted introverts? Yes, I think so. Because like I get, I <laughs> having met many of your family at this point now at many different gatherings. I could tell that a lot of the members of your family, they are like, um, they can be social, mm -hmm. but like if left to their own devices, they they would be in a just room like not chilling. talking to yeah, themselves. Just like read a book or yeah. a magazine. Or <laughs> just, you know, yeah. like just be, be, they would play the quiet game very well. Yes, yes. No, that's very true. Um, but get, a, get enough of you eBay's together. It, when the the Berry Dynasty is around, there is no stopping us. Very. <laughs> um, okay, so that is so. Yours was Howard graduation. Mine was Howard graduation. Yeah. Hu, you know, we love it. And also, Mom, my nephew. Being you could not join the live. Stop What's clicking this? buttons. What's going? Oh. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yes. Oh no. Sorry, mom. Sorry. This is a it, this it is a throws this is a podcast <laughs> recording, and unfortunately, you cannot be. A One part. day you could possibly be a. We a, do not have the audio set up or the audio capabilities to in join order you to in. make that happen. You were not. You're not on microphone. This in the Bluetooth is not set up. Like, but you're with us no here way. in spirit. I won't even allow this one to call in and do a podcast from her phone. And she's always like, let's just do it. I'm like, but you talk all the time in the podcast. It'd be one thing if I was leading the podcast. I don't and lead the podcast. Yes. Oh, yes, effort. you do lead the podcast. I do not lead it. It is It is like 60-40. I would say it's 55. No, it's 60-40. And that was me being generous. All right. Anyway, I'm going to read the... Um, I don't know what she's talking about, but I'm going to read the question 
Uh, oh, I, oh, I know this one. I already know this answer. But if you won the lottery, where would you take your family to celebrate? Oh, well, that's easy for me. Do you want to answer this one first? No, I don't. That's I why a, I well, said I was it's about easy to for answer, me. But then you started hence, talking. So. Hence why, since you asked me the question, I should be answering first. Well, but I will I won't answer because you didn't do it that that one I'm time. I'm going. Well, I plan to answer myself. And Go then for started it. Started talking. Go so for I'm it. I'm waiting for sure. it. I'm waiting for the answer. We are all waiting in bated breath. With Down with bated breath. With bated breath. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. My thing, so I would take my family to, hmm, you know what? Maybe I would take them to Brazil mm-hmm. because we already, like, they're already on the continent, some of them. They're already in Europe, and they're already in the Americas, mm-hmm. or they're already in America. Mm-hmm. But I think that Brazil is a place that's very cool. Um, it's very fun. We see y'all. Um, we see both of and, y'all. Thank y'all. Um, Thank y'all for the support. I think I would take them to Brazil mm-hmm. so we could go to Bahia, Salvador Bahia, which Ooh, is like... Fancy. Um, that is where the majority of the enslaved people were brought. Fancy and educational. Brazil. Uh, Pelarinho, which means... Um, which is like the... Not the capital, but like the town center. Uh, Pelarinho means whipping. I believe it was whipping. like a whipping square. Oh, um, so, so that you could just imagine what a fun vacation. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I want to see it there because one, um, okay, Auntie, South Africa she is wants also to go to on South the Africa. list. I'm gonna it, also take you there. I'll bring you over there to Johannesburg, and we can get some mutton chops. <laughs> um, mutton but chops. I would go to Bahia, Johannesburg's number one export. Because of the cultural part, but also it's just really beautiful. And mom wants to go too. Um, Sounds like nobody wants to go to Bahia. They're gonna. I'll, be a, I'll do a world tour. You win the lottery, and no, first of all, everybody lottery, in your family is like, y'all are gonna actually, go on the trip that's rather, getting paid for. I would rather go to <laughs> you get South what Africa. you get, and you don't Why get upset. Are we going to the whipping square? <laughs> that's it. You're gonna go to the place that we are just to the destined. Square. That's it. And then on the next trip, we'll take another fo- poll, and then everybody can decide where they want to go. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Bahia, cause I just, I think that it's really interesting. And then, um, maybe a play, uh, then also cause Br- Brazil is not too far from Costa Rica. You mm-hmm. know, I love sloths. Yes. So I would go there next and then maybe go to Colombia because there's a, there's a major. Hello, um, Celine X. Hello, Celine. Um, in Colombia, there is a major black population that has been there since, uh, Black people came over there mm-hmm. um, during, I think pr- some of them were there pre-slavery and then the rest came after. But it, it's very interesting. So um, I would like to go there. It would be like a mixture of culture and, and educational <laughs> and just seeing beautiful black people around the South American continent. Right. Um, so yes, okay, where are you going? I'm going to Barbados! Yes. Duh! I knew, I knew you were going to say that. And I'm taking my whole family, like, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking, uh, my mom's side, my dad's side, family members that don't get along, family members <laughs> that I don't even fuck with. Like, everybody's going to Barbados for an entire week, mm-hmm. I've, I, and I, I don't, I'm going to do it six months out. This is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to do six months out. I'm Wait, you're going to tell them six months out? No, yes. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to buy the ticket six months out, and then I'm going to tell them, are hey. Gonna, are you going to get a private plane? You have, no. Uh, I, for my, yes. Because <laughs> I won the lottery. <laughs> and it makes sense to get a private plane for the, okay, maybe for the immediate family gets the private plane. Like, the immediate family of, like, mom, sister, dad, their significant partners that want to come. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and then uh, everybody else can, you know, they can buy their own. I'm I'm fronting <laughs> the vacation. Why is it that nobody can get their own plane ticket? I've given you six months to make plans to figure this out. So, and unfortunately, it's not an all-inclusive vacation. It's only a, a, when you you get there. Once you get paid. there, yes. But it, you need to bring. You need to get yourself. I will to make the location. sure. I will make sure that the resort that we go to is all-inclusive. How okay, so that? an all-inclusive it'll, resort. It'll be an all-inclusive resort. Fully paid. Yes, fully paid. The, I'll and, pay and for the rooms. And not like a, a Rio resort, like no, a real nice one. Like a. I don't. I don't know what because Rio resort is like is. that. Rio has the, all those resorts around the islands, and they have some hotels like around the world. But they comparatively to like a Hilton are pretty chinky. And I have not. Um... Aunt Debbie makes a really good point. <laughs> so maybe not my whole family. Maybe the immediate family members, like mom, dad, sister, their significant others. Bring, like, the my aunt, nephew, a few aunts and uncles too. You have a significant, but then I have to play politics about who's gonna come. No, and... you just have to say all of your father's siblings. That's so many siblings, though. Remember, but everybody's not gonna come because you—they're not. You're not paying for their flight. So that's that's hold on. That's one, two, three. My dad's siblings. There are four. I think there are four siblings. Did your mom have siblings? Yes, and that's even more siblings. How many siblings? I feel like half my mom has one, two. Oh, that are alive. Um, oh. one, two, and uh, <laughs> two, and then that. So look, it's only five two. people. That is okay. You can just just. But then the then the cousins and then you the, don't gotta bring the cousins. You can say, listen, no, the cousins and, are aunties, already mad at me. So aunties and uncles like, are the ones who are gonna get the full, you know, free treatment. Then the cousins, you just be like, okay, guys, you I, guys gotta I pay for I, like a fifty percent. But then you then you bring the aunts and the uncles. You have to bring the aunts and the ug- uncle significant others. <laughs> no, and then if you bring the cousins, you got to bring the cousins significant. No, you know what? I'm keeping it to the immediate family. I'm, I'm sorry, Aunt Debbie. You made a really good point about there goes the lotto. Post-tura. Not if you won the billion. If you won the billion, then then money is just. Celine makes infinite. a good point that you could have them tussle for it. This is the Hunger Games. Mm. Uh, oh, this is what you know. You know what? what? For no. your birthday that year, so, you set up the most dangerous game. No, 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 yes, no. You set no, up no. the most dangerous game. They all have to complete it. Whoever makes it out. Celine, what you don't understand is like my my family is of a certain generation. <laughs> they they've seen some shit. So <laughs> the last thing I need is a hunger game and then like there's gonna be a war that <laughs> I'm gonna be like the figurehead who they gotta take out and then get my money and then they t- and then it turns out that in my will I gave my money to my nephew and then he's on the line now so no I don't I don't, I don't know about that 
so I don't I don't know about doing a Hunger Games style survival. I'll just say immediate family. I'll just say my immediate family itself. Mom and okay. dad, the ones that made me, the ones that raised me, and my nephew as well. Yeah. Yeah. That means that's fine. Keep it. We go to Barbados. It's all inclusive. It, we have a good time. We take off for two weeks. Two weeks. And then. That's a good long vacation. That is a long vacation. Two weeks. It's long enough that we can, uh, you know, we like, e- you know, we could spend enough time together. But it's also long enough that if we get sick of each other, because we have this thing in our family called the Sands of Time, uh, where we have a, one of those hourglasses, uh, dial, sundial, hourglass, sand glasses. You know what I'm yeah, talking it's a about. Sand right? glass. It's a sand glass. You flip it, and that's how long it takes for us to enjoy each other before we inevitably get sick. But you know, it's an island, so you just sp- you spend time together. But yeah, we spend have to time be together, together twenty four hours, and then if they want, they can go on different excursions around the island. They can go visit like family members because it's Barbados. Like you know, they can go to various places in the con in the on the island on the island. Uh, I was gonna say the conch shell uh, for some reason because um, <laughs> I've been drinking. Do they call that? No, do they they, they the do not. They don't. They don't call it anything. They. I mean, they call it something, but they won't tell me. Um... <laughs> Um, all right. Oh, is Odie invited? Hmm. <laughs> Depends. Am I invited to you this come. learning whipping town that you want <laughs> me to go to? You can come to the whipping town. Am am I going to the whipping town? Yes, you can. Well, come. then then Odie can come to the Barbados trip. And that way, I, I'm a good I'm a good buffer between having you know when people start getting rowdy, I can just say something random. And then we're just, just you're just, too good at that though. Like it's almost as if you had to do that your entire life. <laughs> hey, you got it's almost like you got that innately built in. How to make it in America? Training. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so diffuse, we'll go on each other's family vacations. Diffuse uh, out family eat all the food all and and sleep on all the beaches. That's all. I, that's ultimately my my biggest thing is that I want to sleep on a beach. You want to sleep everywhere. Yeah. That's not a new thing. Yeah. I, you want to sleep, sleep on any vacation. You're complaining that I want to get rest. No, I'm so that's, sorry. That's a that different thing. One of the main things I like to do is go to sleep. Like, is to <laughs> I work so hard. I do so much work. Do you? During the week. <laughs> yes, I do. You know what? I am a man about town. If you... Want to sleep for for sixty hours a week? Yeah. Do you, boo boo? Yeah. It is they your say sleep world. Is the cousin of death. And hey, enjoy it. Yeah. I, you know, I like naps as well. I like naps too. I, not as much as you, but yeah. I can understand. Oh no, not as much as me. I can understand your the. the and you know, I have vacation coming up, right? I know you're gonna sleep the whole time. Yes, I. Well, no, I also have God of War. Thank you, mom. Shout out to my mother. <laughs> Who bought me God of War Ragnarok? I will be playing that this entire time. And by the time I get back, I'm, I bet you would have beaten, beaten it or oh, gone halfway through. I don't know. Through. They're talking about it's a 73 hour game. So, and I've only played it for like maybe four. What do you? Okay. What, do you, what a, am I? No, I'm just gonna say, what are you gonna do for? Uh, <clears throat> how much more story there could there be for 73 hours? Well, there's also side but, missions as well. There's there's other stuff that you can do in the game other than just the when story. I, after when I get back from my from being in Raleigh, I want to play the, try to play. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? 
Why are you trying to play this I want to just play it. It looks like you're having fun. You're start, always slashing things. And you're with, always breaking about, stuff up. How about this? Start with Guardians of the Galaxy and then ease your way up to God of War. I mean, I will do that. I get a, That's I get Because there's, there, there's also puzzles in the game. There's puzzles? Yes, there's puzzles in the game. Okay, well, I like that. I'm good at puzzles. No, my mom has not watched. <laughs> no, my... My mom just figured out how to <laughs> listen to this as a podcast. But you know what? She's learning. She just she's she, learning. She only I recently started listening to podcasts. I don't in believe she has an Instagram, which should tell you either she is not on Instagram or we are not following each other on Instagram, which is not a bad thing. That's not an omen or anything like that. I just don't think she uses Instagram like that. She has a Facebook. I know that much for sure. I get those lovely Facebook messages every four days. <laughs> oh, well, I get uh, Facebook and Instagram messages every day, all day, about links that my mother does not nobody even... Said, nobody said vacation. <laughs> what? All right, y'all are going to get kicked out of the... Yeah, you're going to get kicked out of the, okay. the Instagram live yeah. if you don't behave yourselves. Thank you. Somebody's still mad at me. Anyhow, uh... <laughs> Didn't say why. Anyhow, so um, moving forward, uh, did you answer your question about I the whipping town? I answered my question, and I answered my question about the uh, about Barbados. So um, now it is time for us to slide our way into the next section of the podcast, where we talk about the news that you could use and everything going on in the world today. You read any good news in the newspaper page? I did. Are you going to press? Love and condition are the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic truth. Okay, no, we're not doing Inside that. Inside gentle walls. <laughs> All, right. All I see is a tower of dreams. Real love bursting out of every scene. <laughs> All right, press the button. All right, and this is our pop culture segment. Pop. And right now, where do you want to start? Where do you want to begin? Okay, I think that I have it between the worst shenanigans to the best shenanigans. Uh, bruh. <laughs> Don't get her started. All right, so um, <laughs> we're going to start off. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to we start it off with uh, updates yes. on some uh, matters. Specifically, Tory Lanez. Yes, the Tory Lanez. The troll himself. His trial. The trial of the troll has been (laughs) The trial. Oh, my God. That's the name of the podcast. The trial of the troll. Um, I know that there's somebody on here listening who will not agree with us. I'm not going to say who because they like this person. I'm not going to say. Well, they could have also dropped out because. uh, Oh, maybe they did. Yeah, there's only, <laughs> only the family members are still here. Um, <laughs> but it's a family affair. Tory Lanez, his trial against, uh, for possibly, you know, shooting well, Meg Thee Stallion. It's, it's not against Meg Thee Stallion. It's against the. the, the it's against the, the Los, Los Angeles Los Angeles, County, yeah. But it's for him sh- allegedly shooting uh, Meg Thee Stallion, yes. and they have been doing all these different uh, forensics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This, 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 <clears throat> discharging a weapon within the county, and I think it was it was ill intent. With ill intent, yes. Um, 
I would be able to tell you explicitly, but Mercury's shadow is on right now, and my technology is being a a bum. Yeah. Um, So... He, um, they've been uh, delineating for this last week. They had uh, Megan's ex best friend. She, <laughs> too she, much Tito. Um, That's also a good title. Too much Tito is a good one. Thanks, mom. Uh, Meg, Meg the Stallion's best friend. She uh, spoke this week during the trial, and it seemed uh, that she was backtracking on what she was saying during the initial report. She was backtracking hard. She said that she didn't see Tori uh, shoot the gun. She heard the gun being shot. She said that. Um, what else? Didn't she say that? Uh, uh, they they bribed her like they they she, offered well, sorry they offered her money uh, that that Tori and his camp offered a million dollars I wasn't sure if that was to Megan or to her I thought Megan said that and then she because I remember the pl- pl- not process, to say no the it prosecution was to her, asked her and she kept pleading the fifth oh okay so yeah. I don't know if it was just to her and to possibly Megan mm-hmm. um because I saw a few different accounts on that um can I tell you my fear what? My fear is that they are going to lead. This is going to lead to a mistrial. Because, oh, Because yeah, right now, like, <clears throat> with this one, between the fact that they they can't find the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going missing. The bodyguard has disappeared. Megan Thee bodyguard has gone missing, which I'm like, was this like a mouth, like something horrible happened to him? Like, is he kidnapped by Tory Lane's camp so he I, can't, you know? I don't know. Uh, or or worse. Or worse. I mean, anything could happen. Bad acid like... bullshit. I don't know. I, I've been oh, watching God. a lot of Breaking Bad. Yes. And just like, when somebody goes missing. You like, never know. Like, um, especially in a technological world today. Like, you're yeah. telling me you can't. Nobody, he hasn't shopped at Dillard's at all. You know what I mean? Like showing up on somebody's security camera in the grocery store at 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 Safeway anywhere whatsoever. Does any of these are these regional <laughs> these <laughs> these grocery stores that I'm that I'm talking about? Oh, okay. I'm it, sorry, associate. It was Megan that she, Megan said that Tory Lanez offered her one million dollars to stay signed. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> um. Well, I think that this is a this is this trial has just been um very sad. Like Megan has talked about how she feels embarrassed mm-hmm. about the, what happened and. Um, some of what she said during her testimony is that people don't believe women. I'm telling on one of y'all's friends and now everybody is going to hate me. Um, And she said that um, every man in a position of power in the music industry has been giving me hell for going on the last three years. I wish he would have just shot and killed me if I would have known I would go through this torture. I've been made to be the villain. He's the villain. And even we were talking about earlier how... 50 Cent made the meme of her morphing into Juicy Smollett Smollett, to try to say she was lying. And it's just like, I don't. And Joe Button on his podcast said that he doesn't like her. And so, I mean, I saw that Meg Thee Stallion is having to go through this just because people are so desirous of it being like she, they don't want her to win because they don't want to admit that he, he might've shot her and that, um, and that they might have to say they were wrong. 
The point is that she was hurt, though. Like, a lot yeah. of people are forgetting that point within this discussion was that, like, she was hurt by not hurt feelings. I'm talking about hurt physical. Like, physical yeah. damage was done to her body. A person was physically damaged, and they had to go to the hospital in order to get, like, sir- oh, wow. Guess we lost that. Uh- <laughs> But, you know, one of the doctors, <laughs> one of the doctors who um, operated on Megan, Dr. Har- Haruno, he, his testimony confirmed that Megan was shot despite Tory Lane supporters claiming she was never shot. Right. So right. it's not like people are just saying, oh, you know, believe Megan just for the shits and giggles. It's there's actual medical reports that say that it was gun fragments in her foot. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, like, whatever, who, you can't just shoot yourself. Yeah. You know, but it's it's just a, a lot of moving parts. It's very sad. It's very unfortunate. And, you know, the fact that she's this young woman who's just trying to live her best life, make her music, and, and just survive, but she is constantly being berated by people online just because they choose to want to side with this man who just wants to be like, oh, they're vilifying me. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so we just, we're sending all of our love to Megan. Yes. And we can't wait for you to be vindicated the way that you deserve. And, you know, I hope, I can't wait for Tory Lanez to be deported and stuck at home and whatever, you know. Oh. Shout out to the love movement. Hi, Dre. Oh, okay. Um, I did not know that that was somebody that you knew. Yeah. Hello there. But yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll be monitoring the developments uh, as they continue. Um, what's next? All right. So Gunna, the rap artist who was being charged with, um, he was being charged with what's his name? Rico. Uh, no, no, he's being charged with Rico, but he a uh, young thug. He was arrested along with young thug on Rico charges um, in this YSL cage. YSL. Oh, that's my auntie Beverly. Hello. Oh, family up in the building. Look at all the family in the building. Like <laughs> this really is a family affair. <laughs> family and friends. Come check out the podcast. We do this every week, except for the next probably two weeks. Cause well, you'll be, be you'll be out of here. You're like I'm getting I'm going to see the baby. I gotta see my baby. Yes, I gotta see that baby. Um. Okay. So Gunna, um, was released from Georgia from a prison in Georgia on Wednesday after pleading guilty to one charge of conspiring to violate the state's racketeering influenced and corrupt organizing act. Yes. Um, so he said in a statement, I have chosen to end my own Rico case with an Alfred plea and end my personal ordeal by publicly acknowledging my association with YSL. Mm-hmm. An Alfred plea in my case is the entry of a guilty plea to one charge against me, which is in my best interest while at the same time maintaining my innocence toward the same Charge Right. So it says an Alfred plea is a negotiated statement in which a defendant maintains their innocence, but acknowledges that the prosecution's evidence would likely lead to, to a, a guilty, guilty verdict. verdict. Okay. So, so there was a lot of debate when uh, it, it was initially stated that he got off 
uh, or got out, I should say, uh, and uh, with time, commuted time, 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 time spent, time yeah. spent. Yeah, that he had, you know, either pled guilty or that he had snitched or something like that. I have never been in this position, nor do I hope to ever be in a position like this. Yes. I am not affiliated in any way, shape, or form in any organization that could be considered. You're not a part of YSL? I'm not a part of YSL. <laughs> I'm part of MW. All right? That's the only gang. MW, gang, gang. <laughs> you used to. And then you, we jumped you out. Like, <laughs> lead in, lead out. Uh, um, well, but. He- uh, oh, the point that I was trying to make was that, like, I like I got to imagine that when you uh, are facing down, like, a re- when re- when Rico was on the table, like, they got you. Like, that, yeah. that, that is time spent gathering evidence, gathering yeah. information. So, to get a legal sort of finagling, in which case you can still announce yourself as innocent, but also, like, this Alfred deal that is being considered right now is a pretty smart move. That's a pretty smart move, in my my opinion. Well, he's been wanting to make it known that he is not a snitch, and he said in a statement, while I have agreed to always be truthful, I want to make it perfectly clear that I have not made any statements, have not been interviewed, have not cooperated, have not agreed to testify or be a witness for or against any party in the case, mm-hmm. and have absolutely no intention of being involved in the trial process in any way. Yes. I think that that is just, you know, he wants to keep his street cred. Yes, he wants to be able to... Because... Because he, he has to ha- figure out what his future is now. Like, he, he has to be able to still make music and... Well, you and know, having a, having a, um, what is the word? Having a RICO charge against you, I feel like that adds to your street cred, really. If you're right, but, racketeering. If, but if you're considered If you're considered a, a snitch, snitch, though, then that, it then, all goes down. I mean, just look at 6 9 Oh, well, he, but he was like. He, he was telling, telling. <laughs> he was telling everybody in the He was telling business. everybody <laughs> that he was going to tell, and he did tell, and he told. But you know what? Look at Brian. He was telling. Because he still has a space in He was in the duck and, duck and Goose Goose Duck. <laughs> he was the vigilante. Yes. He, well. <laughs> or or the, the professional. He was, first off, he was the pigeon. He was no, he was the pigeon. Yeah, he was the pigeon. He was the pigeon and Goose Goose Inside duck. jokes for anybody who plays Goose Goose Duck. Um, well, I'm looking forward to him just li- live a good life. I don't know. I don't really listen to his music. I know he was going out allegedly with Chloe from um ha- Chloe and Haley. Really? Um for a bit, but then I it, it seemed to I think that right when I think he it, got it may the be charges, fizzled out. That's when she was like, oh, "Okay, I'm going to dip out." Like cuz she's about to be the she's baby Beyoncé. She doesn't have yes. time for people who are getting Rico charges. And all that type of shenanigans. Yes, you're absolutely like, right. Like, she's here to make her mark in music, not on court cases. So She's looking for a businessman. Not a biz... Not a... Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, well, because Beyonce is Jay-Z. Yeah. And he's... She's you know, looking for a... Legal Teflon. Business man, not a... I think we should just abandon it. Oh, all right. That's fine. Abandon, man! Let me handle my bands. Damn. Okay. All right. Your your terrible joke made my internet stop working. That now first off, my terrible joke did not make your up. internet it stop did. working. Now Anyhow, it won't pull up. It's but uh, we're uh we're both interested in seeing uh what 
ends up happening with him, uh, seeing what he does next. Uh, I liked his music. Like, I don't honestly. I'm sure that I've heard music from him that I enjoyed. I just literally, uh, couldn't I think tell he's you. on the. I want to say he's on the hot remix. Uh, making it hot. I have no idea. With with a young thug, Travis Scott. You are speaking. Spanish right now. Okay. And not the one that I Well, learned. sorry. I'm sp- sorry that I'm Catalan. more in touch with speaking Catalan the world right now. You music. are. You are. I'm not. I'm not. I would never tell you that I'm not. Um, you would never tell you that you are. What? Words mean things. What did I say? You said, I would never tell you that I'm not. Oh, okay. Um, you better. <laughs> so, okay, moving on. Uh, this is some good news, goodish news. I don't know, um, but do you remember the woman um, in Texas who was murdered, uh, Atiana Jefferson? Mm-mm. And they in 2019 she was shot by this police officer, Aaron Dean, um, and there was a lot. There were a few, I would say, uh, protests in her name. Um, she had. Um, it says that he. Uh, shot her during an open structure call after leaving her front door open. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot her through a window of her home. So, oh, yes. Okay, I remember her. Yes. Uh, it was, she was playing video games with her nephew when he shot her, I believe. Um, and there had been lots of calls for justice on this case. Um, but I would say, thankfully, her family has received some sort of justice because he has been convicted of a manslaughter charge. Mm-hmm. Um, the and this charge uh, could he could face up to twenty years in prison. So I hope that he gets every last drop, and every last year. I want him to spend even more time. I want him to come out. I hope, that and this, we have flying cars. I hope that this sets a precedent um, where it becomes okay to charge and verdict and like see the trial all the way through and like make these cops accountable. Yeah. Because just cause you like, we know that the, the cliche of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. If yes. you are someone Spider-Man. walking around with a gun mm-hmm. and any other weapons to like keep the police, to keep the public safe, that means you have a greater responsibility on your shoulders. Yes. To be able to act with clear, um, clear, like a clear mind and, and not to allow these sort of accidents to happen because shooting a gun is not an accident. You have to make a conscious choice yes. to take it out the holster, remove the safety and, and begin shooting. So yeah. that the, the worst thing that ever happened was when they passed that, that ruling that like cops could say they were feared for their lives yeah. Yeah. and that's why they discharged their arm or anything like that. And that probable cause as far, uh, I don't know. I don't remember what the specific jargon was, but it was something along those lines and it, it, it just made, Cause all they have to say is like they were in fear for their life. Well, guess what, sir? You took up a job where 
Like, you're supposed to be above fear. You're supposed to get training in order to have a clear head and clear mind in order to make uh, decisions within a moment's notice. And if you make that decision to end somebody's life, that doesn't tell me that you were afraid. That tells me that you were calculated in in, in your... It's premeditated murder at that point. Exactly. So... If you are in any sort of military, in any sort of armed forces, anywhere you're holding a gun to protect people... The onus of you being able to deal with fear should be much higher than a regular everyday citizen. You know why I always call bullshit on it? Because otherwise there'd be more friendly fire and cops. Yes. Because if someone jumps like, out and uh, you would accidentally shoot Wouldn't them. you be afraid of the person next to you who also has a gun? You turn around a corner and someone's pointing at you. Oh, it's dark. I didn't realize. Yes. No. Exa- you're exactly right. Exactly. So, you know, just saying... It it should cut both ways, but legally it doesn't, and it and it's fucked. So, anyhow, um, anyhow, I I I, I hope they uh, get the full twenty. Well, that, no good behavior. That is, I mean, I find that to be, um, you know, I'm 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 hopeful that more police will be having to pay, uh, you know, having retribution, um, for their actions, whichever they are, whether they kill someone or not. Like, if you are harming people with a badge, that is a problem. Yes. Um, all so, right. So, that was the start. That I said that was, like, semi-good news. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go on Now, we're like getting into, like, more, the actual good like, news. like, joyful things, you know. Um, so, Sean P. Diddy Combs has uh, pulled a Nick Cannon and had another had a surprise baby, which happened literally right after we finished recording last week. Mm-hmm. I look at Twitter and it's like Diddy's having a baby. Diddy got a baby. <laughs> and so it says that Love Sean Combs was born October. I still 15th. can't believe he changed his name to that. No, that's not his. That's no Diddy's name is still Diddy. Uh, the I baby's name, name is wasn't his name Brother Love at the no, one point. No, he was t- when he was talking about he was creating a R and B label. It was called like Love Combs or something like that. So that's where the love came in. Creating an R and B label. What what is fucking Bad Boy if not an R and B label? I think like Bad Boy is like hip hop. Mary J Blige, and, but like he, I think this was supposed to be specifically for especially for. R&B and slow grooves. (laughs) Um, And so apparently the mother of his child is Dana Tran. Um, She's a 28-year-old woman. She's very pretty. Okay. Um, Yeah, I see a picture of her. She looks very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he tweeted out, I'm so blessed to welcome my baby girl, Love Sean Combs, to the world. Mama Combs, Quincy, Justin, Christian, Chance, Delilah, Jesse, and myself all love you so much. God is the greatest. Um, and now, this is Diddy's seventh child. I was just about to look that up. Like, um, I was just about to say how many babies. It's those. just, it's an interesting situation because you know how he and, so he and Carisha from City Girls. Yes. Have been, they have, they're like, they are not in a relationship, but they have been dating for, like, He's buying her cars, mm-hmm. and they're together on Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, you know, serving the homeless, and they're like, every she's there at his birthday parties, giving him gifts and things like that. She's like his main girl. Yeah, 
And not to say he has he doesn't date other women, like they're not they they have not specified that they're in an exclusive relationship yet, whatever. So it's like you seeing him with other women, like just the other day there was a picture of him and, and this woman kissing. Um and it's like, okay, that They could whatever. have like an agreement going but it's on. Like, if like if uh, just, they could be polyamorous in a way. Well, if they're just dating, it or makes dating. sense that he might, like, they have not said that we're going to be in an exclusive relationship. Him having, him being on dates with these other women is not a... It's fine. It's fine, right? Yeah. It's just the curious part is, like, did she know you were having a baby? I hope she didn't find out on Twitter like everybody else. But there were, you know, people You would of like course, to think there would be a conversation. I hope so. I hope so, because it's clear that, like, even though I feel like she probably recognizes that with him and who he is... Yes. That this relationship... Of whatever the whatever the relationship is that they have is not going to be something that's necessarily serious that they're going to be ended up getting married or man I can't say they want to have having a kid mm-hmm. now if she was smart I'm just saying you secure the bag if you're going to might as well yes. like might as well might as well yeah because who else are you going to, like if you're going to choose to have a random baby Diddy is a it's prime real estate yes um. But I don't think that she's in any delusion that that he was supposed to going to be this faithful one woman man. They were going to be like having a fairy tale, like. But whatever it, they're doing works for her. She's having fun. She's enjoying herself. She's getting all the Birkins and all the little creature comforts that she will enjoy. Yes. And it's been like okay, cool. Um, but people online, especially DJ Academics, for whatever reason. Decided they wanted to be investigators, and DJ Academics was like calling her out, calling her a side chick, um, and talking about how she has to be angry because there's no way uh, she would be happy with him having this baby. So she and him were going back and forth, but apparently he shut up after Diddy uh, reached out to him and said something. Cause he uh, after she he messaged him he promptly apologized. Damn. Well, so, there you go. Like and it, and but you that's know, why you don't run your mouth. But you want to know what pisses me off about these situations? Whenever when these situations where like it's a man and a woman arguing and the woman is making clear points and just like why are you in my business? Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. The man will never acknowledge or apologize until another man tells him he's wrong. Like, to, Interesting. like, if in the, like specifically in this Tory Lane situation, if another, if these male rappers and men in hip hop were coming to Tory and saying, "Your behavior was wrong. You need to step up and be a man and and acknowledge what you did and take accountability," this would have been done. We would have already been past it. He may have even got whatever a little a little probation and it would have moved past everything. But men don't listen until another man tells them that they did something wrong. Cause it's always women being emotional. It's always like, oh, you know, you should, you should just let me talk to you the way that I'm going to talk to you. And like, I'm glad that that Diddy did stick up for Carisha and be like, you need to watch your mouth. Yes. Um, but it's I'm annoyed that that had to be the that's how she was. That able was to the get impetus peace. for yeah. Like some I, sort I don't of... like that. Mind your business, DJ Academics. Weren't you just busted for trying to like talk to young girls? Or I remember when that happened a few months ago. Yes, or something like yes, that. Yes, he's talking yeah. about he would want to, you know, have sex with eighteen year old and all this bullshit. Ugh. Mind the business that pays Gross. you, which is not really Gross. much because I haven't seen you anywhere. So 
Calm down. Um, but congratulations, Diddy and uh, Dana. Um, I'm sure you're having a beautiful baby girl, and I hope that she has you having a great postpartum and first year. Yeah, I know that shit is stressful. I know it is, but I mean, they got the money to make the first year like the best. Oh, year. first of all, that's what I'm saying. Carisha needs to have a baby with Diddy compared to she. Like, there's no other dude in rap. That she's going to have a baby with that's going to be able to provide her with the life that she deserves if while I, she's having a baby and post-baby. Let me let me get, if 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 this podcast blows up and I get the bag, <laughs> all right, if, uh-huh. I, if I get a bag, uh-huh. like a nice bag, you know, from, from this blowing up, and I end up with a, a healthy amount of money, uh-huh. this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to put a cap <laughs> on... The amount of babies that I end up having. <laughs> I'm saying this right now. Only two. <laughs> At maximum. Only two. Because that's a lot of babies Whether it's money from on. the same person, whether it's across the diaspora, only two. Only two. Because you have to split, like... Tristan uh, Thompson has to pay his uh, newest child's mother, I think it was nine point five or $9.2,000 a month. And and Nick Cannon was just saying that he laments that it's he like can't a, spend enough... He doesn't spend enough, enough time, time with, with his, his kids. kids. Well, you got 20 you of them in so different households. You have so many of them, and it's hard to split. There's only a certain amount of time in the day, the and only, you're spending you're a have, lot of it trying to guess who the fucking... <laughs> Singer is if, if Chris Jericho is in the dragon <laughs> singing my way or Judas effect or whatever the fuck it is. The thing is, if you're going to have that many kids by that many women, you need to make sure they literally like you need to buy them homes in like a close circumference, like close to you. So you can just pop in every day. Just my pop fe- in. My, fe- my big thing is that like you set yourself up to a point where like it's going to be hard for you to retire. Yeah. Because, like, you're going to be constantly having, at least for 18 years. And he keeps having extra and he, ones. And you so keep like... having extra ones, so you keep bumping it up an <laughs> and extra year. And some of them are, like, well, the same Well, I, I guess I'm going to be touring until I'm 58. You got to do it. Because apparently, like, he just wants to have all these babies just, just sitting around. And, and he's been saying he can't spend enough time. Mariah wants him to spend more time. And if you're not spending... The, if you're not spending... Time with Mariah's children. I can't imagine you get you spending any time with any of them. I keep forgetting that he had children with Mariah I'm, Carey. Yeah, I think with she wants Mariah she Car- wants with, to with forget Christmas that as incarnate. Well. Um, but you know what? Congratulations to everyone having all these babies. Please have money to pay for them and take care of them and take care of the mothers and the other and the people who are birthing them. Money for your baby. They go through a lot and they deserve to just that first year. To just be able to literally just rest and recuperate. Do you know it takes about five years for your pregnancy hormones to dissipate from your body? What are what what are the what do you mean? I mean the pregnancy hormones they create like closeness between you and the baby, you mm-hmm. and the, your partner. Just whatever the hormones were doing to you while you were pregnant, it takes five years for those to dissipate from your body. Ooh, wait till I tell you about some new information that I learned today. About pregnancies? Uh, well, uh, about babies in general. Yeah. About about a, about a friend with a baby. 
Okay. They're well, not a friend of the podcast, but I'm not going right, to blare I'm, their I'm, information I'm on the podcast. I'm looking forward to hearing this terrible thing later because there's so many terrible things that happen when you're Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I said when you're pregnant. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, so more good news. Brittany Griner, we said last week, is home. And she put up her first... Um, she put up her first uh, announcement on her Instagram since coming home. And she said, it feels so good to be home the last 10 months have been a battle at every turn. I dug deep to keep my faith, and it was the love from so many of you that keep, helped keep me going. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for everyone for your help. And then she goes to list, you know, everyone from her wife, her family, um, her t- the Phoenix Mercury, other people in the M- WNBA and the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm glad to see that she's home, that she is... Um, you know, committed to bringing home other Americans who are uh, abroad and in POWs, essentially. Yeah. Um, and she said she's going to be rejoining her team, the Phoenix Mercury, which I'm very happy about. Yeah. I was unsure if she was going to do that. Just even if it was just the first year, because like her body's been through a lot of trauma. Um, even in the best conditions, being in prison ages your body. Yes. Yes. Um, like twice the amount. Yes. Which is why, you know, sometimes you'll see someone and they're like 45 and you're like, wait, what's going on? But those, like nothing in prison, even in a, nothing in a prison, America or abroad, is there to help you like be physically whole. Um, so I'm glad that she's able to get back to doing what she loves, dominating on the court. I hope that this spurs more conversation in getting the WNBA players more compensation yeah so they do not have to go yes to places like russia um because it's not it's like if you think about there are a lot of people on the in the WNBA who are lgbtq mm-hmm. i mean out all of them are women or women ident- identifying so they're going to these different countries where being a woman or being queer or being black could be a detriment to you and your health but they're going there to try to make ends meet yeah. And that is just preposterous when we see how much sports, um, how much money we're getting in the NBA. They could take some of that money and put it aside for. The best player in the WNBA, WNBA doesn't make even half as much as LeBron James. Not does even in like a quarter. It's like she's made, I think the cap for WNBA was like two, $250,000, where LeBron is bringing in like what is it? Millions. Like, like uh, um, hundreds of millions of dollars. Millions. And even he himself said when I think when she was, um, it was before she was convicted, but. I remember him talking about the WNBA women's salaries and how it was unfair because they bring so much to the sport, but they're not getting paid any money. Yes. So I just, you know, we're rooting for everybody black. We're rooting for everyone that in general, black and female, black women, thank you for doing the amazing work mm-hmm. all the time. Thank you very everywhere. much. We salute you. Um, and you know, just looking, strong salute. Looking forward to finally getting some pay equity somewhere somehow. Um, okay, so more good news. Harvard University has elected its first black president. The other HU. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> 
Um, her name is Claudine Gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the Dean of Faculty of Arts and Science. And she will officially begin her role on July 1st, 2023, as the 30th president of Harvard and the second woman to lead. Which, you know what, is very amazing. I remember a few years ago I wrote about um, uh, Hobson. Her first name literally just popped out of my head, but they named a dorm after her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas, Lucas Films. What's his name? George Lucas's wife. I forget her first name, but um, she was, no, let me look it up. Um, She was the first black woman to have a dorm named um, after her at Harvard. Um, Why don't you just look up George Lucas's wife? um, Okay, you're correct. I thought that doing that was going to make it easier. Um... Shut up. Stop, stop <laughs> looking over at me. I'm just I'm just saying. Um so they have been making strides. Melody Hobson. Melody Hobson. Um and I believe the um the dorm that she had been that the, it was a dorm she lived in when she was there and mm-hmm. it was named after someone who was like racist and white, of course. Um so it was like they were making progress and they were saying they com- they were committed to more you know, racial diversity. equity and diversity, et cetera. Yeah. So, you which know. Now, which now may, puts a lot into perspective when I realize that a certain company that I know has 71 people. And then I look around and I'm like. Where are all the black people? Where are, Where are all the brown people? Well, they're on the customer service. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the customer service department. Um, so congratulations <laughs> to her. <laughs> Um, I'm very excited to hopefully this means, you know, bringing, uh, more black people to Harvard. Yes. Um, she said, as I start my tenure, there's so much more for me to discover about the institution that I love. And I'm looking forward to doing just that with our whole community. So good luck. We are wishing you lots of success in this new position. Wishing you the best. Um, and I was looking forward to see what's going on. Yes. Um, oh, Okay. The last good news is that Queen Riri, our Bayesian queen. Yes. Well, my Bayesian queen. She's everybody's Bayesian queen. Well, but like she's more so mine because my family's from Barbados. She's for everybody. Okay. And she's Bayesian. She's everybody's Bayesian No, she Bayesian is for everybody. Queen. She is Bayesian. Are you calling dibs on her? Yeah, dibs. <laughs> ba- Bayesian d- Barbados dibs. <laughs> Bayesian dibs. All right. That could be also the title. Yeah, of I was Barbados dibs. Bayesian dibs. Barbados dibs. Bayesian dibs. Barbados. I'm not spelling Bayesian. B A. It's shorter to spell I Bayesian know. than it is to spell Barbados. I'm writing down Barbados dibs. That sounds terrible. No. But, um, <laughs> she finally. Showed us a picture of her baby, mm-hmm. and he's just so cute. Very cute. He's her little twin. ASAP baby. <laughs> Show me that baby ASAP. ASAP babe. ASAP babe. Yeah. ASAP diapers. That's ASAP, what they would call him. ASAP. Uh, a, no. Maybe ASAP milk. I was going to say ASAP pram. <laughs> well, like ASAP yams, oh ASAP pram. I feel like in the in the Caribbean they say pram too mm-hmm. for the 
Pram is like a British term for um <laughs> My family the played cart. the the one of those baby games like oh. at my uh sister's baby shower and like one of the words that was to be guessed was pram and no one knew what the <laughs> fuck that was and we were so pissed. I was also the DJ uh, and I was terrible <laughs> because I just kept playing like music that I like. I was just like, you're going to get most deaf. You're going to get Kanye West. Well, this was yeah. before this was back uh, eight, 17 years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Time Kate flies. is going to be 17 in no time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to fly. It's stressing me out. It's going to fly. It's going to fly. Well, you know, time um, flies. All right. So we are about to restart our lives since we only get an hour. Yes. We'll <laughs> be. Changed. Yes. We'll be, so back. we'll be right uh, back. We'll be right back with more of the Black and Sturdy podcast uh, after this commercial break. You're listening to the Black and Sturdy podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy podcast. Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce. Too many bowls of that green, no lucky, lucky charms. charms. The maids come around too much. Parents ain't around enough. It's too many joy rides and daddy's jaguar. Too many white lies and... White lines, super rich kids with nothing but loose ends, super rich kids with nothing but fake friends. Start my day up on the roof. Okay. There's nothing like this type of view. Point the clicker at the tube. I prefer expensive news. New car, new girl, new ice, new glass, new watch, good times, babe. It's good times, yeah. She washed my back three times a day. It's dynamite. This shower head feels so amazing. We'll both be high. The help don't stare. They just walk by. They must don't care. A million one, a million two. A hundred more will never do. Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce. Too many bowls of that green, no lucky charms. Maids come around enough. Parents ain't around enough. Too many joy rides and daddy's jaguar. Too many white lies and white lines. Super rich kids with nothing but loose sins. Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends. Real love. I'm searching for a real love. Oh, real love. I'm searching for a real love. A real love. All right, I, I can't do the Earl Sweatshirt <laughs> rap. Uh, Frank Ocean, where are you? Yeah, honestly, Frank Ocean is the best R&B artist to ever get in, do his thing, and then dip out. Like, he's probably, just, he's probably just, like, writing lyrics for Beyonce. <laughs> and just, you like... He, and, he, this, he said he was putting out this um, gold-encrusted cock ring. 
Yes, I do remember that. He's just living his best life. He's just yeah. like, whatever I want to do. He's having fun. He's having fun. And I love it. He's he's securing the bag, and he's just like, whatever. Here we are. I, I was going to launch into a topic, but then I was like, that might be a little bit too personal. <laughs> Okay. Yes, please. It, it had it had to do with a uh, with a uh, with with cock rings in general. Okay. Well, keep yeah. that to yourself. I will keep that I don't to think myself. Your uncle Kevin wants to hear. Uncle Kevin, who the fuck is no, Uncle Kevin? No, who's your uncle that listens to the? Podcast? Oh, his name is not Uncle what Kevin. What is it? It's Uncle Buster. Buster. What is right now? Shout out to you. <laughs> Hi, Uncle Buster. I know Hi, you're Uncle listening Bu- to this. Hey, how's it going? Um, all right, so are you ready to jump into mental? Which one is it? Oh, oh my so god! Good. Which one is it? Here. Uh. Which one is it? What song do we usually use for mental health? Kid Cudi. Thank you. You well, just got finished watching Intergalactic. I know. Well, you which know was what? a really good movie. movie. Thank you, Kid Cudi. It was. It's our oh, generation's yes. boomerang. I think it is. You I'm gonna what? go on record and say that Intergalactic is our generation's boomerang because it's like, it's like it's about black love, black relationships, and it's like, hey, like how do you know when you've met the one? But it's not like oh, but it's practical dating, and it's just like misunderstandings, and it's just like uh, technology is involved yes. and stuff. And they did a good job. You know, you know, they have friends who talk about outweigh outmoded ways of thinking when it comes to <laughs> dating. It's like, oh, you got a crazy girl? Yeah, you, yeah, you got a lot of crazy girls. Crazy girls. <laughs> get you. Well, uh, each week we speak about our mental health. Because we are advocates, not, not experts. experts. Um, and we love to talk about mental health, our own. We want to know more about yours. Shout out to Close the Curtain Podcast. And um, we start off our mental health segment with a question. Yes. Now, this is going to be a very interesting question. And I'm glad that the people that were here on live before are not here. Uh, do you have more Mother or father issues. Ah, I'm so <laughs> glad that the people aren't here anymore so you can answer honestly. Because as soon as you would have answered, and I would have been like, that's not. You, you would have tap danced like a motherfucker, and I would have been like, that ain't true. I'm like, stop lying. Stop lying. Okay. Uh, I think I... Oof, I definitely know for a fact that I have more mother issues than daddy issues. Do you wanna do you wanna go into why? I don't, but because I I sacrifice my personal interests for the entertainment of the podcast. <laughs> so I will go into more depth. Uh I think I'm closer to my dad than I am my mom. Although mm-hmm. the years have sort of changed that trajectory up mm-hmm. a little bit. I think it's evened out now. I think now, like, I'm as close to my mom and my dad as one can be equally. Can I ask you a question? I used to be much closer with my dad, but I think my, nothing wrong with my dad. I think that as he has gotten older, he's, he's been doing a lot of work on himself, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I, and I love that, but it's, but he's, his age is starting to also creep in there mm-hmm. in that way. And in some regards, it's like, there, for the longest time, I've never had, like, any issues with my father mm-hmm. or I- issues with my father being who he is. 
but then now with certain topics or certain like mindsets that he yeah, has, yeah. it's starting to color like, oh, maybe he's always been this way. Uh-huh. And therefore, like, I don't feel that comfortable talking about certain talking topics. about certain topics now, and stuff. I have meanwhile, a my mom. Oh, my, you no, have no, a question. No, I, no, 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 you no, finish no, saying no. what you're going to uh, say. Uh, meanwhile, my mom, I've, I've had ups and downs, peaks and valleys with uh-huh. my mom for the majority of my life. She she raised me. Mm-hmm. I I lived with her. So she raised me. She put me through school. She paid for all this stuff. I I've had like a lot of internal battles within mm-hmm. myself and with my mother, mm-hmm. like as far as just dealing with like who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I had a bit of a mental breakdown when it came to that mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, because it was, I've reached a point where it was just like, well, I like, I can actually see that she's doing the best that she can. She's mm-hmm. not the villain of my story. She's yeah. just a human being mm-hmm. just trying to do right by her son. Yes. And when I put that into perspective, it was like, well, then maybe I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. And if I'm the problem, then maybe I'm broken and can't be fixed. And that that led me down a, a long, winding rabbit hole of 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 self destruction. So my question is because I, I we are both children of divorce, yes, and, and blended family families, We're CODs. Yes, and blended families in however way that blended family looks. Do you feel like the prop you the problems you have with your mom are more so, or the problems you had with her are more so because she was the main parent? So, like, where with your dad, it's like I see you on holidays, and when you come to visit, or I go to visit you because I didn't have that much exposure with my dad, and it's like and then your mom's always exposure the one. to my dad led me to realize that he's just a. Just a dude as yeah. well. Because like, I think of, like, when I think about my parents, now there are some things that I could definitively say, like, there's that you, what, whatever, whichever one of them, like, you were doing this and then this hurt me, et cetera. But I do think that there's something to say about how children, like, if your parents are divorced, more, of, more often than not, you're going to be with your mother to live full time and you'll see your father, but your father, regardless of how hands on he is, is still like a part time parent. So it's like, you don't get the same day to day annoyances that you would get being with your mom. Cause it's like when you're with your dad, your dad tells you to do a chore or to like, you know, clean something up or whatever. And it's like, Oh man, this is annoying. But like when your mom is there with you every day and it's like constantly telling you to do this, do that. I think that as a kid that can make you feel a more animosity towards your mom than your father, because they're just, it, they're just not there for the day to day, which generally is what creates that like distance between a kid and their parent versus when they're both in the same house and like and and the, doing the same sort of disciplinary situations because they're like, you know, in a united front compared to when they're divorced and not to say when they're divorced, they won't be a united front on certain things, but they're just going to be in some ways where fathers win out on like which the parents you like more because one, you don't get to see your father as much. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you see him, it always feels like it's like vacation mode when you're with your parent, when you're with your secondary parent than when you're with your main parent. 
I would like to change my answer. Okay. I think I actually have more dad issues now. And why? At, would now you that? that I'm older, I think because I was close with my father. Uh huh. That now seeing him as I get older uh-huh. in this sort of new realm uh-huh. has been kind of disappointing. Mm. Just because you recognize that he that certain and a lot of takes. the things that he says carries more weight because yeah. it's disappointing. It, it, it seems like now he's more critical for some reason. Mm. Like, uh, like he, like I, I told him like I'm having issues with ants and shit like that, and then. He was just like, oh, like, you left the fucking pizza out here. Like, you know, now I see <laughs> but okay. that you have issues with ants. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with but the fucking you, ants. Do you feel like now this is. And he's like, is... I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say anything, but don't steal any towels because I know you did that <laughs> once before. And I'm like, that was a decade ago, when bruh. Did he, like. Did he think we were going to take his towel? Yeah. Yeah, he did. We have towels. Yeah. And I <laughs> did that when I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did that when I. I was like 22. Is that why you bought more towels? What? Is that why you bought more towels? That's why I have a bunch of towels yeah. in there? Well, no. It's because I realized that in my own apartment more. I need more towels. Okay. But I also recognize that like, like, it's like his words carry more of a fucking sting I, now and it's that, annoying that, to me. That, that sort of that like. That's the fucking case. That type of nitpicking is not is not irregular of parents, but I think perhaps because of the fact that... I ain't gonna that, steal your towels, Dad. That I ain't you, gonna steal your towels. But the fact I that... I did one time because I was in my 20s. <laughs> and it was... And you don't have towels was, like technically, that. Technically, I did not have... Like, I didn't... You didn't have any towels. I didn't have any towels. <laughs> I stole one set one set of towel. I mean, not a one towel, set. It was a, a towel, a towel, and, and a, not even a hand hand thing. The wash That's how he knew that it was missing because <laughs> I I only stole the towel, the washcloth. I didn't steal the hand thing. But I would say that I feel like the reason why that hits you more than if it was your mom saying that is because I didn't have money to buy when towels. You're a kid and you're with your mom. Paycheck to paycheck. That bro. type of um, critique. Even just a, just a, an erroneous critique is something you'll get from your mom because you're living with her constantly that you don't get from your dad constantly. So when they're when they do say something, it's like, oh shit! Like, what are you at two Brutus? Like, what are you talking to me about? Like, that sounds like a lot. So I think that's just like a that is the I think something that us as adult children of divorce mm-hmm. we are constantly um, trying to rectify within ourselves. Um, and to answer the question, I would say, do I have more mommy issues or daddy issues? I would say, man, I don't know. I would say more, I would say more mommy issues. Yeah. I would say that too. I would say more mommy issues. Um, and I love both of my parents. I overheard a conversation while I was sleeping. (laughs) And I knew it was a conversation because I had a dream about it. I was just like, this has to be a phone call that's happening outside near me. Because you know what? The thing is, the my reason- brain would never come up with this stuff. I also had X-Files thing. It was just like <laughs> the, the Maguzi effect. And I'm just like, what is going on? It's the Mandala effect. And, and then I wake up and it's like I would say Brian that the Husky reason on why- an episode of... X Files. I have more mommy issues is because growing up, 
Well, exposure, but also because I feel like the narrative of what I got as a kid of like, I felt like my mom was like a superhero. And I think that realizing that my mom is human fucked me up. Which I would say for you as well, like realizing yes. your dad is human yes. has fucked you up. Because when you realize your parents are human, they are flawed, they're going to make mistakes, and sometimes do things that might hurt you, etc. Like that is something you have to you recognize, but it doesn't stop it from feeling like a betrayal. Yes. Even though it's something very normal. And I don't want any mom, when you're listening to this, I don't want you to feel have any like these hangups i think that children regardless of what has happened on any amount of of dysfunction or trauma that can occur in your lifetime it's not uh it's that you you always view your parents when you're little as like they can do anything they can you they can be anything and when you realize as a grown up that they have things that they need to work on that is something that is difficult to process yes and i think that like when i talk and this is something that i've talked to many of my friends about of like when they are they're having these difficulties because raising your parents is difficult and recognizing that your parents sometimes are going through things and that are, and that's causing their behavior to be a certain way, and yet, like, they don't necessarily want to listen to you mm-hmm. in order to enact change is frustrating. And I think <coughs> that, like, it's hard to be like, this person is both super cop- super capable and all that, but yet I can't get them to do this, like, small thing and being able to recognize that we are all human. And honestly, I would say that we have it better than our parents just because of the fact that, like, therapy is something we've been doing for so long. Yes. And I think that if our parents' generation, and this is them as a whole, not just, like, our particular parents. Yes. If our parents' generation went to therapy, and God help to help them through the traumas of their life, as, no matter how big or how small, that we would all have better relationships with them. They would have better relationships with themselves. They would have better relationships with their co-parents. Because it's like, even though our parents, and now both of our parents, I think, have been divorced and separated at the same amount of time. If both of them went to therapy, then the issues that they have with our other parent would be reduced because they would be able to get past or get through the things that happened during the time of their relationship so that they could move past it and move forward and like be able to have like healthy, cordial relationships that weren't like super surface. Mm -hmm. But we have the benefit of going to therapy and, um, getting those tools that our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just did not have. So I think that I try to give them that grace when I am feeling, you know, frustrated with their behavior. (laughs) 
I got to be careful with my words. <laughs> One, because I've been drinking, and two, because this is... <clears throat> It's hard for me to grant grace when I know that they are capable of change Mm -hmm. and then they don't. But I think that you should think about everybody is capable, but sometimes people's blind spots in that moment is what keeps them from being able to just jump over that hurdle. Because it's just like, it's like they have like a little brick in front of them. And you keep seeing them stumble over that brick. And you're like, why won't you just just step over it? But if they have not, if their blind spot is so much that they can't see that brick, then it doesn't really matter how much you know that they're capable and they're competent. That's just something that's always going to be a difficulty for them and for other people because there's plenty of people we know in our lives who are super capable and you think that they would never do X, Y, Z, but like trauma and any other thing that you could point in is those things that you deal with in therapy, you deal with them and they, and it, it, it's not always a linear fix. You could be working for some, in something with something in therapy for years until it comes to fruition and you're able to like really grasp what was going on and, and come to different epiphanies. I know that I have, even though I think of like things that I might have been talking about for years, but until I had like a moment of being like, oh shit, this is what that is, that sometimes came out of nowhere that I wasn't able to make the changes and the mindset changes that I would have needed. So it's not that I think like, and that I think that for us who are like in therapy and recognize the importance of the mindfulness and all that, like we have a step ahead above other people who are not doing that. And even though for us it might seem like, well, I'm going to therapy and I'm able to do this thing. Why aren't you able to do it too? Everybody comes to things at a different time and space. And you aren't always able to be the person. As that 54. Hello. Uh, How are you doing? You're not always able to be the person that you necessarily can be. Mm. It's just the hope that you're constantly doing the work on yourself to get to that point and be able to level up when you get to the point of leveling up. And and nobody can be this is gonna be impatient th- with your I think that's the thing is we want and we're impatient. I am a l I, I can admit that I'm impatient. You are hundred percent impatient. I am impatient and the part part the reason why I'm impatient and I can admit this is like I, I look. I know that change takes time. I know that uh, somebody who's been in therapy. I know that change takes time. Like it's not like an overnight thing. I understand that, but like I, this is fucked up to have to admit and also come to terms with. But I only have a finite amount of years with you, and I want those years no, to be true. great, and I want those years to be filled with more. Joy than pain. But I think that also Sunshine than rain. <laughs> like but we have if to you're be... not going to do that, then I'm going to for my own mental health stay away. And I don't wanna be the guy who stays away and then 
if God forbid something bad happens, then I'm left for the rest of my life feeling like I didn't spend enough time with you. But then that, and, and then I have to grapple with the fact that, well, I didn't spend enough time with you, but the you that I didn't spend time with was kind of insufferable. Well, I think that there's, I think there's two parts to that. An aspect of you was just like, not something that would that, that you would have wanted that, to, that I would have wanted, wanted to, spend time with. to spend time with. It would have been more damaging to me and my mental health that to to spend time with it than you know what whatever you know. I think like on it, one hand we have to be able to have boundaries. If this is for anyone in your family, boundaries are important for if, sure. If your family member, having said all that, he's buying me a coat for Christmas, so that's good. If your family member, yeah, that, coat? you did not show me the coat. You told me you wanted to get a coat, but you didn't show it to me. Yeah, and then I had the brainstorm idea. I'm like, why am I getting myself a coat? Just it's Christmas. Care. Like, yes. it's the one time of year where I could just be like, give me a coat. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. So, on one hand, if your family member, regardless of who that family member is, is harming you mentally, physically, emotionally, then having boundaries is, of course, a good thing. Even if the harm is not that great, mm-hmm. like, it is okay to say, I'm going to have a boundary between you and I. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's also the side of we have to be able to recognize that we, ourselves, our generation, we have a step above our parents' generation. Even when I think about, like, not even necessarily our parents, but even the people who were born like five years ahead of us. Because the, the amount of, of like, mind, the, the idea of mindfulness and therapy and all that, like, even, like I say, my sister's generation, and she's only three and a half years older than me. But I think that from there to me was still a huge jump. Yes. Like, you think of our sisters, like, they're same, around the same age. From them to us has still been a big leap in what, like, mindfulness was and therapy and all that and taking care of yourself mentally. So it's like when thinking about our parents, they are not always going to be able to get to that place because they were not given the resources that we were given. Right. We have the apps. We have so many apps. We have community groups and and organizations and all that who are and we have the um, examples of the previous generation to to fall back on as far as like, well, we don't want to do it that way. So they went through this and and then became this. I don't want to do that. I'll do something different. And so I think we have to be both. We have to give them grace and be mindful of the differences that are, are there between us. While also saying, like, I'm not just going to allow you to behave anyway just because of that. Because at the end of the day, you also need to be able to take charge of yourself. And that's anybody with any mental health issues or whatever. Like, you cannot cause harm and just say, oh, I have a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Because so many people have mental health issues. That's it's a big thing. Mental yeah. health, it's important. <laughs> check, in, check into it. Um you have to be able to like take accountability and then try then to do something else. And I think as long as you're trying, you're putting forth that concerted effort, then that is what is important versus just kind of like 
just wanting to float through space, doing whatever, and feeling an entitlement that your family is going to want to be around you and be with you regardless of your um, behavior and how it is creating, causing them to feel. Um, so it's, it's a mixed bag. Um, well, we answered the question. I feel like we can go into sh- a yeah, short thing of let's, like, let's, what, how, how is your, how was your mental health this week? Uh, not great. Um, I'm not in my blue period, but I definitely felt less energized to do anything. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, I feel like I'm in a rut. It's one of those end of the year ruts where I, you know, take stock on where I am and try to like, you know, with the tools that I've learned from mental health, try to put that into perspective for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fear is that like I'm going to start the year off very well and then just like have a misstep and then just go back into the same bullshit. Well, you do know that life is all about ups and downs. And I if, know, but I don't want to be you, in this valley for... Well, um, not to say that you want to be in the valley, but like I think that you should give... You need to give yourself grace, which is something that I feel like you don't always do. No, I don't. That if you start off this year feeling amazing, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I have all these plans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and something does not pan out exactly how you would expect it in that moment, like there's always an option and a chance for you to get back on the horse. It's like working out. We work out, sometimes we fall off, but we can always get back to it. And and it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get back to it. It just means all that matters is that you do and not beating yourself up for not being perfect when it comes to your mental health because at the end of the day you have extenuating factors that in that are impacting your mental health and you are doing the best you can and as long as you recognize that you're doing the best you can and you don't let yourself kind of sit in a hole and do whatever you can to try to get out of that hole even if it doesn't work but doing what you can to try to get out of that hole is what matters. Yes. And not just beating yourself up for the fact that, like, your brain isn't working the way that you necessarily would want it to work. Right. I know this intellectually. It's just one of those things that I'm going to have to process no, yeah. internally. It's hard to... We can know things logically. There yeah. are plenty of things that I know logically that are very still difficult for me to implement like emotionally because my my the logic part of me and the emotional part of me are not always dancing together. Right. It's like the logic part of me is looking part looking at the emotional part and is like what the fuck are you doing? Get on board. Right. And they're just like dancing around <laughs> like trying to figure it out. But I think we have to give ourselves that grace or else we're going to drive ourselves even crazier than we already are because we're not at, you know, where we want to be. But really, wherever we are is the best place. Wherever we are is where we're supposed to be right now. Sure. I agree. No, I agree with you. I'm not just saying sure to be dismissive. Okay. I, 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 it, did, it did sound like that, but <laughs> that's just because I have a tone whenever I speak. Yes, you do. Um... 
So for me, I would say this week has been a mixed bag. Um, I've definitely been very tired. What's up? What are you doing back there? Nothing. I'm drinking my White Claw. Um, it's been a mixed bag. Um, and <laughs> and um, you know, just I'm Anyhow, I'm pissed off that I forgot my therapy session yes which is so annoying because now you're not going to be able to have it for like another two and not three, until four january because yeah. yeah. she goes on her winter solstice <laughs> fuck so annoying and she's like uh, i just I, <laughs> I, it's not funny it's just that like one of the th- key parts about adhd that pisses me off the most is the forgetfulness yeah because i hate Planning. i hate forgetting things yes because it's like I'm a great planner. I will remember things. But when something happens that caused me to not remember something that I planned out, that pisses me off to no end. Right. Because I'm just like, how could I not remember this? It was so important. And, you know, I don't like missing therapy. I want to get the therapy sessions that I'm paying for every day, every week. Um, I don't want to have any lapses. Yes. Because sometimes I'm like, damn, if I lapse... What happens if I, like, regress or something in a week? I don't know. I just want to make sure that I'm still going on the path of being better than I am today than I was yesterday. And I do recognize that I put a lot of pressure on myself because I, I too, I am impatient in certain areas. And, like, my mental health is the thing that I feel like I am the most impatient about because I feel like I am being trolled by not having great mental health. And so I just want to, I'm like, I see the, the solution and I want this to be working ASAP, which is why taking medicine has been difficult for me. Because if I'm taking the medicine and I feel like, well, I've been taking this for a month and shit hasn't changed, I'm like, well, give me some new pills because this is not working and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not, Isn't you know. It's usually six to eight weeks. It's true, yes. It's usually six to eight weeks for your body to get used know. to the medicine. Mm-hmm. And then after that is when you Got start you. seeing that's it. The point, though. But, like, I don't, if I'm not feeling it, like, yeah, that's I'm the just point. like, that's what the is the point of me make. taking yeah. this medicine if I don't feel it immediately? And that has caused me in the past, well, I would say in the past, sometimes the medicine, I just stopped taking it because I felt like it's, it's not working, but then also it's giving me weird side effects. Yes. Like it's making me super sleepy or it's like causing me to have like a weird appetite or weird dreams or whatever. And I'm like, if I'm taking this and the shit's not even helping me, what is the point of going through all these negative side effects? But then I regret it because I'm like, if I was still taking the medicine, then I would have possibly like made more um, leeway. Um, so in the new year, I am, I'm setting an intention to be more, uh, patient with myself and not expect immediate gratification with my mental health, regardless of what the situation is, because healing is not linear and sometimes trauma pops up in your stratosphere when you least expect it. And you would then have to work through those emotions and, and feelings again and again and again. Because no matter how much you feel like you're over something, you never know when it's going to just come back and be like, hey, let's talk about this again because you didn't really unpack it the way you thought you did. So right. 
Um, all right, that's it. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, uh, I think while we're talking about mental health, I think that we should move our RIPs to this section. Okay. Because uh, I would like to end the podcast on a happy note. Okay. And 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 I know that there's a pretty big RIP that we have to. All right, no, we can yeah. we can do that. So so we just got finished with the mental health section. And now it time. Now it now it time. Now, now it time. It's time for <laughs> the uh, RIPs. In uh, this week, get us off with it. Uh oh, that's too loud. Um. So this week, unfortunately, we lost the dancer and producer and DJ Stephen Boss, who was well known by his name Twitch. Um, he was sorry. That's not supposed to happen. I guess this is what happens when you don't pay for YouTube. Don't pay for YouTube. Um, you get fucking ads in the middle of the song. Okay, sorry. Continue. So he um was most well known by being on the show Ellen, and um he was a DJ there. He would dance and like it was. He was just a really fun, energetic, joyful. Um, person on the show. Turns out he was the only authentic, joyful person on the show. Yeah. Finding out that later, yes. Him and, like, Kaylin. Yes, Um, yes. But he passed away this last, this week um, by a, he uh, unalived himself in Mm -hmm. a hotel room in Los Angeles. um, Or, sorry, in in Encino, California um, with a gunshot wound to the head. Um, which was, you know, very sad. And he had, um, he had written a suicide note that was just talking about his struggles with depression and his mental health that he had over the last few years. Um, and this was very shocking because if you see Twitch or follow him or his family on social media, you would see that there's always, you know, joyful posts that they're putting up. And, um, he even like the day before had posted up a video with his wife where they were like dancing and having fun and being cute. So this just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and he leaves behind his wife and I believe they have three children together and the rest of his family. So, you know, we have to say like, it is so important for you to take care of your mental health. Yes. Um, and there's been so much conversation after his passing about checking on your strong friends. And that is that is true. Check on your strong friends. But really, you can't check on your strong friends if you don't have the tools and resources to be able to adequately um, talk with them and, and help them out through a space, you know, because when people are telling you about things are going on and it's like, oh, that's horrible, but, or maybe you're not thinking about it this way or et cetera, et cetera. Like some of those things are not helpful. So I would say like, if you check on your people, do check on your people always. Um, And if someone is telling you that they are experiencing issues with their mental health, they're feeling depressed or suicidal, the best bet is to just listen to them Ask them if they would like help finding resources, how you can assist them and how you could be of help to them. 
versus, you know, not judging or trying to tell them like, but your life is great because Twitch, he was 40 years old, but 40 by 40, he had already, he's on a television show. He has, he was, had one, uh, so you think you can dance. He had all these accolades. So it had nothing to do with him being successful or not. Yeah. It was whatever was going on with him mentally. Had to be a personal thing. It was it was an issue. So it's like you telling somebody, oh, but look how well you have it. Look at all the things that are going on in your life. That can be awesome. But I, as someone who has like a lot of great things going on, sometimes that does not feel like enough. Right. And no matter how many times people tell you it should be enough, um, that's not going to change anything. And it could sometimes make you feel even worse that you're feeling like ungrateful for what you might have compared to everyone else. And you start playing this kind of oppression Olympics with yourself and others when you just need people to sometimes listen to you um, and figure out like, what is it that you need? You may not even know what you need. You just might want someone to talk to. Um, But if you are in crisis you can always contact the National Suicide Prevention Line. Uh, their 1-800 number is 1-800-273-TALK. Um, and you could dial that from any landline. They have the crisis text hotline. And if you text HOME to 741-741, you can get more contacts there. Um, and then, you know, there's... The new, um, they have a new suicide like hotline to call in. I believe it's 988. So check out these places. Go to Better Health, uh, Talk Space. See if you're if you're like if you don't have insurance, there are places with your your Medicaid will take like community health centers that are there to help you, um, and just try to find the help you need before it it gets to the point where you can't go back. Um, Agreed. And yes, check on your strong friends. Check on these friends that you're not so strong. Just check on your people regardless because we all need help. We all need love and care and a soft place to land because sometimes the world at large is trash. Yes. And having someone that you can be with and talk to that is going to understand that and not judge you and just give you um, some semblance of joy is very important. Agreed. And, of course, our love to Twitch's family and his friends. There have been nothing but joyful um, remembrances of him on social media. He touched so many lives. Um, and I'm, I'm really praying for, you know, his wife and his children because that is a devastating loss. That is something that, you know, you can never really get over. And we just wish them the best. I agree. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Should did that off mic. Um, sending out our love and wishes to... Uh, you know, his family and friends who are going through this tough time right now. So, and to everybody out there, we provided resources. If you need look to into talk, them. look into them. It's the holiday season. And as much it's as the, the roughest, ho- it's, a, it's it, a, it can, a rough time. It can time. be a rough time. Because you, like, I know for myself, you know, like 
my aunt just passed and I can't think of like the worst time for that to happen. It was the day after my cousin's birthday, the day before my aunt's and uncle's birthday. Christmas is right around the corner, you know, like, so this is always going to be a time of like, yeah, it's the holidays. It's joyful. You, you know, you're happy, but you can never forget that person who's not there. And I don't want to say like, look out for your strong friends. Look out for you for your weak friends. Look out for your friends. Yeah. Like check in with them. See yeah. how they're doing. Yeah. See how everybody is doing. Because we all need each other. We all need each other. Regardless of how strong or soft you think somebody is. Yeah. Whether they put their emotions out on their sleeve or they bundle them up, like just check on them because you really you never know what someone's going through and people don't always talk about what they're going through because sometimes it feels insurmountable or you just don't know how to say it. If you're talking to your friends, you don't want to bum the conversation down. Like, let me tell you how much my trauma has been impacting me today. Yeah. Because you know, that's going to be a tough conversation and it's going to be sad and it's going to bring about a lot of emotions. So you don't always want to bring it up. But I think that, it's a necessary thing, and we just have to be a place where our friends and loved ones feel safe to talk about things with us, but also being mindful. And I saw someone on social media say this, like, you say you want to check on your small, your strong friends, but think about how you respond to different things that happen throughout the year. And do you think this person would even want to come to you? Because... Like, the way that I see people talking about the LGBTQIA plus community and mental health and, you know, child abusers and sexual abusers, there are plenty of people on my timeline that I would not want to talk to about whatever I was going on through if that if it was something connected to any of these things because you clearly have a bias and I don't want to be another person that you're judging and if you're only not judging me because I'm your family, well, then that sucks to me also. It doesn't really show that you have some sort of enlightened mindset. So it's just like we we are all just here learning how to be with one another. So learn how to be kind always, even if the situation does not impact you. Agreed. Um, so I think we can move on to our next segment. Yes, we can. You want to hit the button? Yes, as soon as I, all right. Bring it, what we griping, we're not griping anywhere else, we griping, this safe space for us to share, we griping, we ain't griping anywhere else. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. All right. So, uh, what do you got? What do you? Well, you. I started first you the did? last time. Yeah, I did. All right. I went. Um. All right. So I will go first. Um. This is. I didn't really have much in my personal life that made me. Well, some things made me mad, but nothing that I want to talk mm-hmm. about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I will say I found this. Um, can you stop looking like that? Um, 
I found this, I saw this story trending online um, where this woman chopped off her daughter's hair. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, um, you said hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said head. Oh, no, 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 and no. I was like, oh, my God. She chopped off her daughter's hair as a form of discipline. Um, and the woman has tried to uh, defend herself, um, saying that uh, she was talking to her daughter on the TikTok video and says it's she thinks it's more important to be pretty than educated, more important to be a follow follower than a leader. And the woman said she's not a parent that likes to use physical discipline. Um, and she then cuts off her daughter's uh, box braids. Wait, so is she being sarcastic? No, she she's says? not. She's, she's she, she cut her hair off. No, I mean, like, but when she says, like, she thinks that it's important, more important to be pretty than educated. So she was she... saying that her daughter feels that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. There, I, I need So that. she, um, she was cutting her hair, and her mom, and the daughter was like, you know, pro- prote- pro- protesting. protesting, thank you. And the woman says, don't mind me. No, you had your warning. You had your chance. I told you to listen. I told you to stop disobeying my rules. I told you being cute ain't shit if you have no education. I told you to stop disobeying me. I told you to listen and do what you're supposed to do. I told you to do good in school. I told you to do your daily routine. And you're yet to do any of it. And you thought you were disobeying me today, and I was not coming to cut this hair off. You're sadly mistaken because you thought being pretty was so much better than being educated or listening to your mom. Um, and I just feel like that right there is, that should tell you enough about this mom's uh, thought process and where she was in, in like trying to discipline because it doesn't sound like, you know, the daughter is doing anything that is that bad outside of like, you know, probably going to class looking cute not really checking for what the teacher's saying because class is boring sometimes and you're there with all of your friends so like how could I not just um enjoy myself and have fun um and so instead of the mom using this as a teachable moment to be like, you know, you're not listening mm-hmm. and you're doing things that are not conducive to school and our relationship, et cetera. She decides the only way that she can uh, discipline her is to chop her hair off. And I just, I remember when this started um, happening online. Um, I want to say we were in college and I started seeing more people like doing this to their kids. And there have been so many child therapists who have talked about how this sort of um, discipline is not discipline, it's bullying. Like, anytime you try to, like, set your child straight in front of strangers and you're doing the most, like, that is not helping them. You're just trying to shame them into acting better. And if that worked, if shaming or hitting your child into acting better worked, then nobody would ever do anything bad again. Like, she is a teenager. That means her brain is still forming, that she's not always making the best decisions. And this is not, like, she's not going to remember anything from this besides 
feeling traumatized that her head was shaved. Um, the mom did say uh, that she gave her a wig. Um, and, you know, she tried to come on the video and be like, oh, the daughter hadn't been listening and she's always um, not, you know, not doing what she's supposed to do. Um, and so she, she had another video of her Get it, giving the daughter a wig and like the daughter was happy, but it's like, okay, she, I'm sure she's glad she got a wig to cover her chopped off hair, but that doesn't mean that she understands the discipline that you gave her. Cause that sounds like some slavery shit. Like I'm going to humiliate you physically and in front of your peers. Cause this video is not going anywhere, but Everyone should be lauding me as a great parent. No, I'm sorry. You get two thumbs down for being a terrible mom in this situation. So that's, well, that's what makes me mad. And then also in general, parents, just act right. Like, we are tired of your shenanigans. Just act right. And if you can't act right, you will face disciplinary action that does not have to be hurtful and gross the way this mom did, but that is going to be um, on par with your crimes, okay? That's all the parents. There's not, I'm, I've been talking to a lot of friends lately who have been having issues with their parents' behavior and just doing things. Just act right, okay? Just because you're a grown-up, you're an adult, you have children, does not mean that that you no longer have to have common decency and and act like you have some sense. So okay. that's it. That's all for me. What about you? Children of single parents. There is going to come a time where you're going to look back at your behavior as a small child and be mortified with how you acted. So get some self-sense, get some self-control, figure out the source of your anger, and do better. That part. Because there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. I'm not going to name names, but your behavior is appalling. And... You need to recognize that your behavior has lasting ramifications. Your mother is always going to love you. You you heard that boys to men song. <laughs> or I hope that you heard that boys to men song because there's a good chance that you probably didn't get R&B and hip hop in your house. Anyhow, my point is that what you're doing now is abhorrent. And it's disappointing, and you need to do better. Because you're going to look back five, ten, three years from now, see how you behaved, and you're going to say to yourself, man, I was a little dick back then. Because we all have those moments as we get older. And also, if people stop talking to you and inviting you to things and bringing you around... Your only person you'll have to blame, blame is, yourself. is yourself. I have a, I have several people, like several friends, who their parents 
some of them are not invited to like different family functions and, and they're not brought around all the time because you don't know how to act. Yeah. I remember being a little yeah. kid and my mom would say before we went out somewhere, if you don't act right when we go to whatever this place is, then I will not bring you outside again. I took heed to that. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to go where you're going. And I think that parents also need to implant that into their brains. Yes, agree. Because if you don't act right and not be embarrassing right now, wherever we are, whether it's three of us or a whole gaggle of people, then you won't be allowed to come out with everybody else the next time. And nobody should have to tell you that because you're a grown person. But obviously, grown people don't always make the best decisions. (coughs) They revert back to their childish behavior because trauma... Go to a therapist, please and thank you. Yes. Um, but if like that's just the point. If you don't know how to to get your shit together, you cannot be a part of polite society. Agreed. And there you go. That's it. That's all I have. All right. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show. I'm a baby merchant. Tops are us. I give you all the service and no All right. So, so what's making you happy this week? What's making me happy? Uh, my This actually is more future plans. I actually have some future plans lined up. One, I have a vacation that I didn't realize was happening. <laughs> I apparently months ago had called out on vacation from Wednesday to next Tuesday in, uh, in uh, preparation for a trip that is no longer happening. <laughs> Oh, well, that trip's not happening. Um, but that means that I will have time off from work where, where, where I work so hard, where I do so much for my company, and I do so much on a day-to-day basis. Like, it, it leaves me drained, drained and exhausted <laughs> and tired and it, it just because of how much I have to fucking do. So but, now you're just going to get to sleep? Sleep and sleep some more. No, for the record, I actually have uh, a few plans. Uh, one, I'm going to hang out with my friend Josie on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go to Bar Marseille all the way out in her neck of the oh, woods. Oh, yeah, that place. They always talk about that when we go to the Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to go out there. Uh, well, we. I am going to go out <laughs> there. Going to make that trek mm-hmm. all the way out there. I'm depending. And, and, and there was an offer on the table of they will buy my food and drink. So. This is awesome. So I will be saving my money. I will be saving my money. <laughs> Probably on a ride home. Yeah, because then you can do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Switch it up. Yeah. Um, uh, I also have plans to hang out with Sam and Susan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on Christmas. That's going to be fun. Uh, I was also offered to go to Diker Heights to see the lights. I think that's a good idea. I, I know you said you didn't want to see the lights with me. I don't want to see the lights. I don't want to see lights with anybody. But if it means that we will be in a car. <laughs> see, that's what you didn't offer. <laughs> you were like, oh, let's go. And it just so you mean walking around in the elements. You, with the, you keep 
opening the that's what's in my grinding you keep opening this fucking <laughs> it's window hot yes that's what it's supposed to be you know why because it's cold outside this window is not open that much it's a, the a motherfucker from that song would have been able to convince that person to stay if he didn't keep opening the fucking window I really can't stay, but it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, because she keeps opening the goddamn window <laughs> and reminding him how cold it is. <laughs> just just breathe the recycled air. <laughs> it's not that bad of air. All right. Everything, even farts dissipate after a time, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, I'm excited for the planes that are coming up. Also, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok, mm-hmm. which has been a lot of fun. I enjoy watching you play because I like the story. Yes, I like the story as well. It's very interesting. Uh, I have it on, like, the middle mode, which is, like, uh, give me a balance balance story. story. Yeah, so, like, so, like, the action is... I have to be on my guard because I will get killed. And I have been killed a few times. So one thing I was curious about is how come Thor, when you were fighting him, he wouldn't die? He kept regenerating. (coughs) Bless you. Uh, Well, because he's a god. Uh, Well, I mean, obviously, God of War is going, like, he's killing the pantheon of gods and shit like that. But, like, it's too early in the story for you to kill Thor. Okay, because I was just like, you keep killing him. He's probably going to be the the big boss, like, where Mm. you're going to have to kill him, like, in the end. I feel like he was a better representation of what Thor would look like. Yeah, than Chris Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, like being super skinny and all that. Like he had, he looked like a Viking. I was hoping after uh, Endgame that he was gonna keep him chubby. Me too, because I feel like for one, like Vikings, a lot of times, like yeah, you know, they would have like the those thin, strong guys, but most of the the men who were like the warriors were like thick and like meaty and had body to them. And I feel like we need to see more full bodied men everywhere. This reminds me, you know what I want to see when it comes out? The whale. I want to see that too. Let's go see when they, yeah, when it does come out. Yeah. Let's go see it. Let's go see it. Um, okay. Is that all that made you, made you happy this week? Uh, yes. The preeminent plans that I have for the holidays and I'm going to be Sam. I'm letting you know this now. I know you told me not to, not to get anything, but I'm going to be bringing eggnog and by eggnog, I mean that spiked eggnog Jack Daniels that's in the window of the, uh, <laughs> Wait, the one that's in that big store. glass yeah. that has like the German people. Yeah. On it? Yeah. Yeah. That's in the, that's at the liquor store. Like I'm going to get that. I hope you have some left over cause I want to taste it. You know damn well I will. It'll go either way. I'll either have a lot left over because I'm not <laughs> drinking that much, uh-huh. or I will have no left over because Sam is gonna drink it. Yeah. Well, Sam, please save me some things. He won't. We was we were. Oh, I forgot to tell you that we were supposed to save that bottle of Moscato, but it was never gonna be saved. So <laughs> I was I was just like, yeah, it's we'll not gonna be one. saved. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not. I didn't drink it. Anyhow, so. What is up with you? Um, what is making you happy things, this week? Well, the number one thing that makes me happy this week is doing this podcast with you. Oh, yeah, and doing this podcast. Is it making you happy? Yes. Are you sure you're not mad? <laughs> doing this podcast with you. All right. <laughs> A non-answer is an answer. Anyhow, continue. <laughs> no answer is an answer. And this number one podcast mm-hmm. is doing the number one thing that I love. Yeah. 
uh, we're just sitting here and chatting with you. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also holiday parties. We've gone to two at this point. Or three. We've yes. been to three. We went to three. Three and a half, and kind they of. Were, what was the half? Because one of them was like the same thing. Yes. Fine. Yeah. It's, well, four. Four. Um, We've been to call, four. We've four. been to four parties. They've two of the fun. same parties. Um, uh, the holiday sweater party was really fun. The, your the toy work, drive was fun. The toy drive. Your work party was fun. Work party was fun. I would say now. Toy drive was fun. For do you want to know reason. what? What's making me mad? People who make pizza but make it terrible. Like, there's really no way that you can make pizza bad, but somehow, do you remember the name of that place? Roma something. It was Roma something. It was Roma something. The worst pizza, like, the, it tasted like it had... The, the sauce meat, was the terrible. The meat was terrible. The sauce was terrible. The, the meat only, was terrible. The if cheese the only thing melted. at your food function that's good is the chicken nuggets, which are gluten free. But those weren't even. Those were from Bear Burger, and they weren't seasoned. Which yeah, I, I mean, they weren't. It was like I I liked them enough, but there was but no drink, seasoning. But then eating, wow, eating them early in the morning. Wow, that was the worst. It was terrible. I was just like, where's I put? I tried to put the ranch on them. Yeah, it wasn't good. The only the best thing out about the, the food was the sandwiches because I put that in the air fryer when I yeah, ate mine. Yeah, I ate delicious. mine. I ate mine cold and it was good. So like that was like the bare minimum. But outside of that, places don't sell people food if you're not going to season it because Italian food is delicious. Pizza is delicious, even if it's Roma pizza. Like it should still be delicious. This just had no seasoning. The ingredients the, were fresh, but the, the ingredients pizza were fresh, itself but the pizza was, was. It was like okay, this it is left good a lot dough. To be and it and it just it just it just reminded me that as as my company gets bigger, it gets whiter, and I'm sure that we couldn't get sweet chicken on Juneteenth. Which we was could delicious. not get sweet. Chicken. We should just keep that for. For Too every occasion, many dietary restrictions. And I'm just like, <laughs> if you don't, it's a it's a holiday party. If you don't raw, shut the fuck raw up, raw vegan and eat, plate. Those raw. cookies were good. I, I didn't taken, try. I should have obviously. More I didn't. I, well, you don't I, like mixing your sweet and your alcohol. Yeah, even though I did have a few Kit Kats. Yeah, but that's like a little tiny thing. Yeah, those were like. I baby. actually I have some more Kit Kats in my. No, they're. I didn't realize. Oh, you did. Yeah, I didn't realize. Great, that, I took because uh, I've been holding you, off on eating the ones. that Oh are yeah, on we the have table. a mixture of the regular ones and good. The, and Do the you cream. have any more Mentos? No, I okay. thought I took some more, but apparently I didn't. Yeah, those Mentos are really. Good. Um. All right, so that's okay. That's what made that's, us happy. That's everything. Um, Holly. Oh, and then I'm going to see my baby this week. For yes, Christmas. you're gonna be gone and for. What days, a week! A week, a week, and I have and to show you ate, pictures because, and that's gonna be an interesting time, I would say. Why? Because well, you're not gonna be around. I'm just gonna be left to my own devices. <laughs> <laughs> we work together in the same space, so you're gonna be sleeping and yeah. playing God of War and hanging out with Ro- Josie and Sam. Yeah, but those are that, like I still have to get to two days before I get to uh, uh, Josie. I think you're gonna be sleeping. I will probably be sleeping. You're gonna uh, be taking Wednesday naps. and Thursday will be a lot anyway, of sleeping. Anyway, we're still gonna be talking on the phone, sleeping and, per usual. All right, we'll see. We'll find Uh-oh. a TV show. Oh no. Uh, okay, sorry, right. sorry we're guys. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're, we're gonna good. be talking on the phone per usual. All right, watching that just movies. means that we need to wrap. I want to watch Harry Potter while I'm, while I'm there. <laughs> 
Because I'm gonna. Are they gonna them. allow you to watch Harry Potter like dominate the the TV? No, because screen you know the TV. Shit. She has a little. Oh movie yeah, center. that's right. But I thought it only played Hulu. No, it has a few different ones. We're gonna find it and we're gonna figure out how to get Wee. connected. What you got a turd in your pocket? What? You never heard of that when no. people say we we. Well, you got a turd in your pocket. Why would it be be a turd? This was something from the nineties. But what connection does we? Oh and my turd god! Make? Just just explain it because I. I'm not explaining anything. Does we and we is pee to me? Like if someone says we we, they're just talking about pee or okay. penis. Okay, uh, well it's. I'm not explaining it. I'm not explaining it. it If you if you know, you know. No, I'm not explaining it off camera either. If you know, you know. And this thing is not tightening (laughs) up. So now, (laughs) that just means that we got to get the fuck out. All right, we got to get out of here. It's been two hours, and thank you for your time. Thank Thank you for for your time. Thanks for joining us. We will be back after Christmas. Happy holidays. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Uh, whatever other holidays are around during this time. Kwanzaa, like, Hanukkah, Festivus, Christmas. Um, there's the pagan holiday. Uh, something. I don't remember the name. Pagamus. Yes. So just enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Reach out to your people. Uh, Do your damn thing. Don't spend money that you don't have, if all possible. Um, and just, you know, relax and be your best self. All right. I agree. We will see you at, well, we will what? We probably have one last episode before the new year. Probably, yeah. And that'll be like, probably just like a, a shoot the shit episode. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You I know? think, yeah, just a shoot the shit episode. So, see you later, alligators. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's That's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather flock together. Remember? Bye. (laughs) No, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I actually want to keep that.